Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Welcome to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, presented by TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating I know you changed that fucking thing every, every time. Show. <laughs> um, so we are back in studio here. I know I said we probably weren't going to be this week, but I managed to carve out a spot in the studio here. We have some changes to the studio to talk nice. to you about after this. Change is coming. Enjoy this. This could be the last time you see this backdrop in the studio. Anyway, um, we are here wrapping up basically the whole season of the outdoors. We're done. Dude, it's crazy. Did it feel like it went by faster than the last couple years? Yep. I don't know why that is. I don't know either. Well, like I said in the group text yesterday, it's like crazy to think. We have Monster Cup, MX of Nations, and then I'm not watching MX of Nations. You will too. Your boy Zach goes in there. You'll just turn off anytime the 250 races on. You're going to watch. You know you're going to watch it. I'll watch it. You know you're going to. 100% not watching He's watch acting it. like he's not going to, but if he fucking finds out on Saturday that Zacho won the qualifier, he'll be like, oh my God, I got to watch it. You're going to watch it. You're going to. I know you're, I'm not watching it. I know you're going to. We're not doing a show about it. I'm boycotting he it. He says that. Boycotting that. He says that thing. now, but give it time. When he goes a month without watching anything, any motocross-related thing, he's going to be about it. He's going to. Not about it. He's anyway, um, so. Oh, it's echoing off. Like, oh, what the hell man. was that? Oh, boy. Um, so, anyway, new episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. Like I said, presented by TLR Coding. Uh, make sure to follow us on all the major social media networks. Now that the season's over, maybe I'll post more. I don't, I don't know. I doubt it. Highly doubtful. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment. We are getting close. We're within, like, we're in the last 50. I don't even know where we're at right now. I think we're 9.55 this morning. Okay. So we're close. We're 45. Um, anyway, uh, so make sure, like I said, like, subscribe, comment. Follow us on all the major social medias. If you want to support us, all sorts of links down below to support us from Amazon to Teespring to all sorts of stuff. Um, still figuring out what we're going to do for that 1,000 subscriber show. Still Which now out. is great because it looks like because it's going to be in the off season, so we actually can like yep. you know plan something for it when we get to that Probably. point. Probably. Um, and we wrapped up this weekend our Pulp MX Fantasy League. Worst day, wor worst day for both of all of us. Well, okay. So here's the thing, though, and you'll get to your dude. Yours was way worse than mine. Mine was terrible. I was thinking about that on the way over here, and I go, I got three forty six with two zeros, and yep. then my all star didn't even score fifty points. So I'm thinking, dude, if I had just had like normal points out of both of them, I probably could have had like a five hundred plus day. But that's how fantasy goes. But like I told you, I'm done with fantasy. I ain't doing it in Supercross. That's a lie. That is a total, don't fucking lie to people like that. You're going to do it. Um, anyway, so for anyone who doesn't know, we play on the Pulp Mix Fantasy site. Uh, I don't have a league to throw up because obviously we're done with the season, so we won't have anything until we get closer to Supercross. Hadn't Three years still doing it. Hasn't changed. Uh, but we do have winners. We do. And you were not one of them. No. <laughs> no, but. Um, so our top three here. Vinny Vibes England, which I think he was leading pretty much most the of the whole year. Yeah, I think he was leading the Supercross one too. Yeah. Uh, Moto Mike 14 came in second, and Scrubbin' One got past me on the last round. Got past me on the last round to bring up the third place there. Um, so I will be 
trying to figure out how to get a hold of you guys. If I can't get a hold of you guys, please uh, get a hold of me, message me on Facebook or something, um, and I will um, get you guys info on your prizes and stuff. Get those bought, get them shipped out to you here. Uh, Congratulations, guys. Yeah, great, uh, great season. Now, our last week here obviously was horrible, as we've talked about. You scored, what did you say, 316? 346. 346. Yep. I scored 206. And Cole, Cole, which we think was down there, didn't even didn't get picks in. Yeah, didn't even play. So, so it's good. Yeah, it's yeah, really it was, good. It was good. Um, so for my two hundred six in the two fifties, I had McAdoo scored me thirty six. Yeah, uh, I had Enzo Lopes got me fifty. So he it's not bad. Had a moto where he didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, I had uh, Amart score me fifty again. Well, you know, okay. all star. So I mean, yeah. And uh, Austin Root, who I thought was showing up, did not show up, and I didn't check stuff after practice yesterday morning. So I uh, got a zero with him. And as far as the four fifties go, my four fifties were excellent for the day. Justin Barsha scored me forty seven points. Thank you, Justin. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, two points. I don't know. Why. Fuck off. I don't know why the world you picked AP, man. Dude, I mean it's Indiana. Should have picked Benny Gloss. Indiana. Well, yeah, but burned he, me a couple times. Yeah, the AP's not even supposed to be rising right now. Anyways. Anyway, uh, Isaac Teasdale scored me a solid nine points, and uh, Cody Shock scored me four. So, um, yes, I'm going to go uh, drive my car off a short cliff here, and, uh, yeah, I will see everybody in Supercross season. Yeah, I had uh, for 250s, Mikel Rath, which I don't even – I don't know if that he was scored. dumb pick. Well, going off 1-1 one, one and him qualifying fifth, but his starts were terrible. Uh, Mikel Rath for my all-star. I had Dylan Wright, who was the uh, newly crowned 250 Canadian champion, who was running inside the top 10. And then I think either his bike grenade or he went down because obviously he didn't finish either motos. Um, and then Mitchell Oldenburg, who also went out with an injury in the first moto. And then Mike Moseman, who was good, but he had a zero handicap. So that was kind of hoping, you know, he did good. And then 450s was really good, though. Kenny, all-star, he scored me max points. Uh, Savachi, who uh, was obviously, you know, good for both motos. Um, and then Marshall Welton and Kyle Cunningham. Now, if I'd had Kyle Cunningham's scores from last week, this week, <laughs> I'd have had a really, really good weekend. But, uh, you know, 346, I think that was the worst I scored all year. So why not? Last race of the year. 206 was my worst. So we're here. Yeah. Well, you know, it's better than zero. So I don't want to talk about fantasy anymore. I'll get upset. Well, you don't have to talk about it for uh, how many months now? It's a while. Uh, it's a while. Few. Few here. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be okay. Yeah. So let's get into uh, talking about two fifties here, and because I don't want to talk about fantasy anymore. Again, if you uh, are those top three, so Vinny Vibes England, Moto Mike fourteen, or Scrubbing one, I will see if I can locate your info. If I can't, I will uh, get a hold of you, or you get a hold of me, and uh, we'll get your prizes ordered and shipped to you here soon. And yeah, but let's talk two fifty. But he did. We got one. Yeah, he did. He uh, he got him. Congratulations, Adam Cincerello, for winning your first uh, first national championship. I say national championship because obviously it's outdoors. Um, yeah, good way to good way to head into your 450 career and stuff. Uh, we're the, coming in hot, baby. Yeah, I also have a question at the end of this 250s, but oh, uh, boy. it's not ragging on anybody. It's just a, it's a hypothetical question. Um, so, but yeah, congrats congrats to AC on winning the title. Um, it was a long time due. Um, everybody who watches this show knows that I'm not the biggest AC fan, but the kid deserves it. He worked his ass off. 
and I think Nick Way has a lot to do with that, getting him in the right headspace. And, uh, yeah, he uh, persevered, and after Supercross and how much, you know, that hindered him and people were like, what's this going to do to his psyche? He came out, and, you know, he was uh, – May not have been the fastest at times this year, but he definitely was the most consistent. And hey, man, you got to win races, you got to win championships on your bad days, and he did. And so, now we have more titles than your boy Sabachi. One to zero, whatever. AC is never going to win another title ever again, so it doesn't matter. Sabachi's never going to win a title. Period. I never said he's going to. So, so it's, it's what it is. Good. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so yeah. So God, we got one. So I was. Biting my nails that first motor, I was like, "Oh God, please!" Oh, I wasn't because the only way he was going to lose one is if the bike grenaded, which he had no mechanicals all year. Yeah, but I didn't want to go into the last one. I didn't want to go into the last moto, and it almost did. Now, how about that? Uh, how about that Dylon and Cooper battle there? Oh, we just going in right oh, in. Oh, we're just going right in. We're Dude, I tell, I tell you what, man. As much as neither of us like Justin Cooper, uh, I think he came out yesterday and he had a point to prove. Like the whole with all the MX of Nations talk, people talking about how he didn't really deserve it. You know, even if it, him being the second-place guy, not being the best sand guy that we had with AC not going. And then he came out, and he was frisky. And, you know, GL and Weege were talking about it on the, on the show. You know, is there team tactics if something happens? And Cooper there was, was out no there. Team Cooper was out there. For, well, those guys don't really like each other. And that's dating back to, you know, some different things that have happened in the offseason and so on and so forth. But Cooper came out, and he was trying to prove a point, man. And I'll say this. I think overall speed-wise, he might have – been the fastest guy yesterday both motos but after you know dylan did the same thing he always does and he did it to ac quite a few times this year you know even if he didn't have the pace quite the pace to win at the beginning of the moto you know if he got past he'd let him go he'd settle in take a deep breath get his heart rate down and he knew that you know he probably him and ac probably are the two most physically fit dudes in the class next to when jmar comes back and he knows that he's gonna have something at the end of the moto and that's what it was he just zapped cooper at the end of the moto and you know Cooper, I still believe, is kind of a head case, and, you know, once something like that happens, he just, he can't respond, but damn, dude, if that wasn't a good battle for about three or four laps, and dude, Justin Cooper's rut speed was insane. He was right. At the beginning of that 250, mo that first moto. Now, was it just me, or was it the track, the way the cameras were set, whatever? They didn't look like they were going that fast yesterday. Um, like, I think that had to do with a lot of the twitchiness. I mean, the, you know, they ripped that track super deep, and anybody that's never been to Crawfordsville or that part of Indiana, the clay, and they have a little bit of a sand base, not a sand base, but a little bit of a sand mix. That clay is really, really good, and they ripped the shit out of it. And that's why you see so many long ruts. And I think that was the thing is, is that there was so ruts from the end to outside, and a lot of guys were just kind of tiptoeing through things. And it was really easy, especially under braking when it got square edged, it was really easy to get out of your rhythm, you know, if you pushed it too hard. And I think that's what it was. I think it was just so rutted that guys were really afraid to cross rut. I mean, if you shifted a little bit, you were going over five ruts, and that really can wear on you on a track like that. But, um, yeah, I, I can see what you were saying and stuff. And, you know, the switchbacks, that slowed things down and made a little bit more one line. But overall, I, I think, and we'll get into the 450 class, that was some of the best racing we've seen all oh, year. Yeah. I mean, oh, even yeah. down to the last lap, yep. pretty much three out of the four motos, I would say. So, yeah, I mean, props to Justin Cooper. Like, man, he, he went out there and he tried to prove a point, and – like I said, overall speed-wise, he might have been the fastest guy. He just obviously couldn't do it for 35 minutes. But damn, dude, everything he threw at Dylan, Dylan had a response. But his inside rut speed was insane, dude. He was just committing. Like, he like he'd come in, break, and he'd just drop in, and he never touched the brakes or the clutch. He just let that rut carry him through. And I was sitting there going, holy shit. Like, kid's got – he's – He's trying to tell everybody to shut the fuck up going into Aston because I think that's what that was yesterday because I haven't seen that kind of fight out of him since probably Supercross. Maybe, but that was 
that battle was impressive. It was nuts. It was nuts, and I'm really surprised that it didn't get a little dirty. Mm-hmm. I really am. I'm Dylan's probably sitting there going, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing?" Oh yeah, he didn't look specific. He didn't look particularly happy. On I don't the, think he was. Uh, podium. I don't yeah. think he was. But hey, dude, if you're Justin Cooper, like, man, you're still out there trying to prove a point. Third, you pretty much got it wrapped up. You're out, you've been out of the title, sh- uh, the championship since Bud's Creek, and probably even before that, probably going back to Unadilla. But he's got something to prove, man. I may not like the kid, but I'll give the kid credit. He's kind of like your boy Zacho. He doesn't give up. He's got grit. I don't like him. I think he's cocky, and I think that he's not. He's not as well-spoken as people give him credit for, but the kid has got grit, and you need that. You need that in this 250 class, especially with Dylan probably moving out of the class next year. Like, Cooper, is, he's got to be – he's going to be the favorite here in the next couple of years, and, you know, he, he's got a – He's got a lot to prove to these guys that, hey, like, I deserve to be here because a lot of people are still on the fence about him being able to put a whole entire year together. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to give him credit, you know. He, he obviously couldn't get the job done, but 3-2 for second overall, like, that's good on him. And, you know, Dylan, I mean, he just another 1-1. One, one, so, you know, he, he just – it's too little too late in the year to start getting things going. Mm-hmm. It really sucks. You know, I think this championship would have lot been a lot better if it starts wouldn't have been so inconsistent. But it is he what just it is. had a Supercross hangover the first part of the year. That was all there was to it. Now, he had a Supercross hangover because he won that title for what the first you, few rounds, and that put him behind the eight ball, and here we are. What do you think would have happened had he not had the Supercross hangover? Then he might win this title, but then AC's got a Supercross yeah. title, so yeah. I think he just switches back and forth. I don't really yeah, think. I just I think that those two. I don't think anybody doubles down. No, no, I, those two are obviously the class of the field. And they proved that mm-hmm. dating back to what? I can't even remember which round, but they've pretty much been one two for how many rounds oh, yeah. now? So uh, yeah, and then AC with a two four. Um, what do you think? Because it was like the twenty minute mark in the second moto when Sexton was chasing him down. I can't really put my finger on what made him just kind of like, all right, I'm done. Like, because he, he was pushing there pretty much for 15, 18 minutes of that second moto. I think it was just the fact that he had the title already, and he just went, yeah, I don't but, care. But what I'm saying, I guess what I'm saying is, is that why do you think he, because I honestly thought I'd go into that second moto, either one or two things was going to happen. He's going to go out there trying to prove a point, because he's not doing, you know, NX of Nations. Um, he's more than likely, well, I don't know. It hasn't been confirmed if he's doing Monster Cup or not. I would think he's going to, but... I was thinking he was either going to go out there and he was going to try to prove a point that he was the fastest dude out there, bar none, and if he ragdoll himself into the ground, it is what it is, or he was just going to lay up and kind of do what a Tomac did a couple years ago and get, like, 10th. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he pushed that hard for that long, though. Like, I figure, like, well, I don't. that's what I'm getting at. I don't understand the point of that. Why would you push hard for 18 minutes and then just say, I'm done? I don't, I don't, that's what I'm getting at. Like, it was just weird to me. Maybe he just didn't. Have any more pace, and he's like, "Oh, Chase has the pace." It, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It really you know what I'm was. Saying, though, yes, because yes, because you could definitely see all of a sudden it was just kind of like, meh. So I'm like, done. I just figured like, hey, like, it, I don't know. I guess it, that was just a little weird to me. You don't really see that. No. You don't really see guys push that hard for 15 to 18 minutes and then just say, "I'm done." Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm over it. So I don't know. That was, I guess that was just a little weird to me. Like, it was it was strange. But um, Sexton, four three. What did he end up in points? Do you know? No idea, but he definitely had some pace yesterday. He was good. Um, I still think that he's got a, he's got some things that he needs to work on and stuff. He's still not quite there. I know, obviously, he missed you know he missed a round. He had the heat exhaustion, and that affected him for a few rounds after he came back. But he looked good. But I want to talk about Mike Moseman. This kid, he is coming, dude. He's got it figured out. <laughs> he has shit figured out. And I tell you what, with AC moving up. You know, uh, Dylan obviously going to be on the class, out of the class in t- after 2020. 
this kid is he people need to watch out for this kid I'm, I'm telling you all right now with how well he came out of the end of supercross finally got his shit figured in outdoors there was a few things his starts were a little up and down kid's fast man he is finally living up to that potential he had a lot of hype coming out as an amateur and he's somebody you need to watch for because i could see him winning the title in the next couple years yeah i don't know what 100%. it would be i don't know if it's gonna be supercross or outdoors but he could see him winning the title the kid's for real and depending on which coast he's on next year and what happens with a lot of the things moving around i gotta think that he's gonna be one of the favorites going into whatever coast he's on yep. next year so Damn, dude, like Husky, they at least they got him locked down. Yep. So that's good. They did something good on the 250 front on that part. Yeah. Because so. signing RJ Hampshire was not a good idea. I think it was a good idea, but I think that it's just it's the same thing that Geico's gonna go through. You're gonna have really, really good moments, and you're gonna have really down moments, but it's better than having Jordan Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> you can have good moments and bad moments, but either way, it's better than Jordan Bailey. You mean so. it's better than Jordan Bailey's bike on the back of a fucking meal with the with the uh, mechanic telling him to go ride? Yeah, I'm really curious where that kid's going to go now that he doesn't, you know, fade into oblivion. Maybe he goes to Rock River. <laughs> He's going to fade into oblivion. I don't know that Rock River's having a team next nah, year. No, yeah, because they were talking, like, Christine and Denny. It's, I mean, I think there's still going to be support there, but it's not really going to be much. They're no. just running out of money. Um, Amart, 6'8". That bike just mm. sucks. That bike's just terrible. <laughs> but Kyle Peters, whole shot. Yeah. Leading left, bro. Yeah, no, that was good. I I don't know what's up with Abar, man. It starts just out, which is really weird because on the, on the... I mean, you say the bikes suck, but, man, we've seen those bikes run up front. They are. They have run up front. I, I think it's more... This is more based I mean, on Amar. I it's not Amar. a star Yamaha. No, but the thing is, I think that something has happened with Amar. I don't know if it's just his confidence in the bike, but, dude, his starts were insane when he was with Star, and then even on TLD for two years. So I don't know if something has happened between then and now, but I think it just kind of came down to the starts because he showed when he got good starts that his pace was there. But 6-8, I think he ended up 8th overall, 7th overall in points. I don't know what the fuck it was. Um, Shane, 8-9. Same thing, kind of, starts. I mean, we saw what he did at Bud's Creek when he got a start, so I, I don't know. I'm expecting big things, though. a blue moon moment. I think it was. I don't think that would ever happen again, but I think that he's better than 8-9. He's proved that many times in the past. I think he's just done with that team. I think I him think, and Tyler Keefe have had... I think Karma's about to wrap its dirty fingers around him and... We'll see. I don't, dude. Honestly, I don't see next year going well for him. We'll see. I, I think, I think as much as he doesn't like that bike, I think it was a dumb move, and to slap TLD in the face like that, which I know he's not gonna say it was a slap in the face. TLD's not gonna say it was a slap in the face, at least not in public. But we're gonna see. I, you had TLD sit you down, so you didn't move up this year. Yeah. And then you go and sign with another team for a one-year deal here because you need to win a title. I, but I don't think he's going to. I don't know if he's going to, but the thing is, is that, and you, and we've talked about this before, and you and Cole on the last show you guys did, uh, whatever, two shows ago, you talked about this, and we even talked about that after the Washougal wrap-up. Um, Star's the cream of the crop bike. It is. Shane has proven in the past that when everything's clicking, he can win championships. It he is. won races. I don't think he's going to click in one year. I don't know. Look at Oldenburg. While well, Oldenburg has a tendency to get hurt, Mikel Rath has just been hurting this last year, and we know that there was a lot more to it than him just being hurt. Um, like I said, I don't necessarily disagree with you. He's the, he's, you know, I don't think he's going to win a championship. So if this fizzles here, well, the thing he is, win a title, you just said that, fuck Dave yeah, yeah. Ever anyway, right? Well, you just said though, that you, that about him winning the championship, what would you rather have take a chance to win it? You, you want to be on that star bike. That star bike's going to give you a championship before that TLD bike is plain and simple. Not that the KTMs aren't really, really good bikes because they are, but the power, the, the engine package, even though with all the technology we have nowadays with fuel injection and, and ignition, 
you can move things around, but that bike is specifically made for guys who rev the shit out of the bike. Shane doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. Shane rides in low RPMs in the meat of the power, which that Yamaha is all low to mid-range power. I think that that bike is going to put him to back to where he was two years ago, but I think the problem is is that you have somebody like Dylan Ferrandez who just won a Supercross championship, second in outdoors, proved he was the fastest guy at times. Hunter Lawrence, which, fuck, dude, that kid not, cannot catch a bike. Blew his knee out. We'll see what happens. Jeremy Martin's coming back. Yeah, you've got a lot of things going against you, but I'm going to tell you what. If Shane can get back to where he was two years ago and on that star bike, it may not be 100%, but there's a 90% chance he could win a championship if he goes back to the guy he was two years ago. That bike is just better. It's the best bike in the class, plain and simple, and we'll see. I think it's going to be interesting, but I think you hit the nail on the head. He knows he's got to win a championship to get a good ride going to the 450 class, and I think he was looking at going, my shot is better on that star, on that star bike than it is on the TLD bike, plain and simple. No disrespect to the TLD team, but there's a reason why that team has never won a championship. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, that's the reason why Jordan Smith's not on the team anymore. He's going to Kawasaki. All your dudes are leaving you. Like, there's a reason for that. Cam McAdoo. Like, dude, you couldn't sign Cam McAdoo? Oh, like, did, for real? Did you hear about that? Yeah, I heard bits and pieces, and then I know that you talked about it on the last. He gave him two hours. Yeah. Two hours for a contract in front of him. When he's been riding for him, and it's always going there, always going there. And they couldn't do it. So that's my point. Like, let's be real. Tyler Keefe, you're fucking shit up. That team's a shit show. It's not like it was oh, five years horrible. ago. So, anyway, signed this French kid. Yeah, Brian Moreau, which, ton of talent, very fast, but super inconsistent. So, um, Garrett Marchbanks, pretty decent way to round out the year. Uh, he had the last good, good couple rounds off and on, not two consistent motos, but he had a good moto. Okay, have a good moto. 11-7, not really that bad. Um, I will say, though, that even though Mitch has proven that he doesn't give up guys on guys that quickly, especially somebody that's that and they're invested that much into it. But I'll tell you what, with all these guys going to pro circuit, Fortner's still on the team. And then, obviously, the signing of Jordan Smith, Cam McAdoo, you know, Seth Hammaker's coming up. Marchbanks is lucky to still have his ride with how up and down. Now, he showed flashes of brilliance before, dating all the way back to the first round of Hangtown when he comes out and he was the fastest qualifier. But if I'm... Hot sauce, Ivan Tedesco in his corner. They got to figure some ways to keep that kid from fucking ragdolling himself into the ground. Because if he has another year like he did this past year in 2020, he ain't going to have a ride going into 2021. Mm -hmm. He hasn't done enough yet. Nope. So he's got to figure something out. But it's ninth place, decent. And Cam McAdoo. I mean, that first moto was really good. I don't know what happened in the second moto. I don't know either. So who's better next year on PC, him or Smith? Jordan Smith all day long. Jordan Smith. I, I like Cam McAdoo. And you, you know, think Smith's going to keep it off the ground? I think part of the reason all the stuff that was going on with him and the reason why he hit the ground so much is I think there was a lot of shit going on behind the scenes that he couldn't deal with mentally. I think there's a lot of stuff. I think there's a lot of shit going on with that team that nobody knows about unless you're in that inner circle. And I think that Jordan being a confidence guy, I think that maybe TLD was losing confidence in him. They basically said Shane's our guy. And Jordan's going over there going, what the fuck, dude? Like, I've won races. I've led. I've almost won a championship. I should have won a championship. Like, I'm just as good as he is. I think that if Jordan Smith on a pro circuit Kawasaki is a very dangerous thing. I'm not saying he's going to win a championship because I don't think he's going to. But we've seen what Jordan is like when he's healthy. Jordan is better than Shane McElrath when he's healthy. I, don't, I will argue that all day long. I know that Shane has more wins. But oh, Jordan did it. Jordan did it against more. He did it against Zach Osborne. He did it against Jerry Martin. He did it against Joey Savacci. Like, he's done it against better guys than what Shane has. No disrespect to Shane. But I just think that if Jordan comes in with a clear mind and he's healthy, because that's the thing. He didn't come into Supercross healthy either. He came in with an injury. If he comes in healthy, he comes in focused, he 
You're on the, arguably the second best bike in the class. You got somebody like Mitch Payton in your corner. He's not going to be faster than Fortner. We know that. But he's going to go out there and he's... Dude, I think he gets wins next so year. But March Banks and Forkner on one coast, and McAdoo and and Smith, Smith on the other. Which I think that's a pretty good coast, McAdoo and Smith. I think it is. I think that's a solid team right there on a coast. I, I, it's probably going to be the West Coast. I imagine is Smith going to fizzle out when McAdoo starts whooping that ass? Or McAdoo, But see, here's the thing: McAdoo's never been on Smith's level ever. He's never been on that level. McAdoo hasn't even won a race yet. Not yet. But I think he's going to. I think it's. I think his projected. Ceiling is higher than Smith's. The thing though about McAdoo is that he has his own issues. He can't stay off the ground. He gets hurt. He doesn't get hurt because you got to remember McAdoo used to smack Forkner around in the amateur. Uh, yeah, yes and no. I remember watching a Daytona Supercross yeah. like the year, right before they went pro that McAdoo smacked that ass all he, around. He was good, but there was also a lot. To, anyway, the point is, is that McAdoo is really good and he's on this trajectory. He's kind of living up to what everybody thought he was going to be. But the thing about McAdoo is, is that. He's very inconsistent yet. The thing with Smith is, Smith's all of his issues has been hurt. McAdoo, 713, perfect example. That's very inconsistent. McAdoo has really good days and he has really bad days. And I tell you, I think his bad days are just a lot worse than Smith's bad days. That's the thing. I want to, you know, I want to see both of them succeed. I want to see both of them get in there and get podiums and stuff. But Smith's a better supercross rider than McAdoo is. Outdoors, you could kind of say it's a toss-up. It's close when they're both at 100%. But McAdoo's never even won a Supercross race. That's true. Smith has won quite a few now. That's so that's where I think that it's it's just it'll be interesting. Um, I think the PC signing gives him uh, confidence, though. Oh, for sure. That's what I think because I mean, you look at it. How many guys were up battling for that piece? I mean, how many Hayes? We heard you know yeah. Hartraff, McAdoo, and I was like, okay, they signed me. All right, cool. No, I think that the bite being on that team, being with a guy like Mitch Payton, it's gonna. It's going to put confidence into his system, and he's going to have a lot more resources at his disposal. But I just – I ultimately think that if Smith stays healthy, he's – McAdoo is going to be the third best guy on that team. But that's not a bad thing, though, because if you're looking at somebody like Fortner who's going to be com- winning races and, and competing for championships, Smith, who's kind of in that tweaker spot between back half of first tier – tweaker spot? Tweaker spot. I don't tweaker know what – Tweaker spot? Yeah, whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it an in-between spot, half back half of first tier, front half of second tier. It's on your mind right now, man. Uh, we need to talk. There's an intervention. McAdoo, McAdoo at best is a top second tier guy. He's never going to be in that first tier group. He's never going to be there. Now, maybe when he goes to a 450, maybe that'll put him closer up to being closer to a guy that can get, you know, four to seven, whatever. But he's still a big kid on a 250F. I have more confidence in him than I do Smith. It just all depends on if Smith's healthy. If Smith's healthy, I don't think it's I don't close. have any confidence Smith can stay healthy. Well, we'll see. That's my issue. We'll see. Okay. Um, Anything else you can think of with the 250s before we move on to the four? Oh, yeah. Uh, question, since we got... How much time have we got? Uh, oh, we got? Oh, we got 10 minutes. Okay, so... So make it nine. AC just won his first championship. Yeah, buddy. Moving up to the 450 class. Moving okay. up to, arguably, they're probably going to have the best 450 squad of any team next year. Yep. With Eli and him, AC is definitely going to be the second best guy on that team. He's going to be the guy that's just expected to, hey, we go, you know, just have a Savachi type season in Supercross, go out there, get yeah. some pony, whatever. But, so we're talking about a phenom that has been molded, groomed, had all this pressure on him. Flip side, you go to the other across the pond, Jorge Prado, who just won his second straight MX2 championship today mm-hmm. with two rounds to go. 
who's also moving up to the factory squad, 450 next year. And actually, Jorge Prado did it without even with missing a round, has won every moto but two this year and got second in those motos, and actually hasn't lost it overall, dating all the way back to the round 18 of 20 last year. So he's pretty much won every overall he's competed with in the last year and a half. You got both of these guys moving up to the 450 class. Now, maybe one day Prada comes over here and rides Supercross, so he rides outdoors and Supercross. He wanted to, but I don't see that happening because KTM threw an assload of money to him. So you can only compare outdoors. Two young phenoms. AC's quite a bit older than Prado. Prado just turned 18. AC's like, what, 22 now? Something like that. Who has a better career moving forward? Now, honestly, this is you can only compare outdoors because, once again, Prado obviously doesn't ride Supercross. But we're talking about two guys that... Pretty much, well, AC didn't dominate the season, but he won it, you know, with a motor to go. Who has the better overall career at the end of it? Who makes more money or who wins more titles? Well, who, no, more money. Prado's going to win more money, have, make more money, because KTM is just, they throw absolute insane amount of money at guys over there. Um, who has the better overall career? And I don't, I don't even know if either of them are going to ever win a title in the 450 class, but I'm just talking about at the end of the day, when you look at their results outdoors. Oh, outdoors. Because Prado is riding Supercross, so it's not fair to compare AC because he gets the he gets two different disciplines. I am still gonna go with AC. You think AC is gonna have a better outdoors career here moving forward than Prado? Well, let's look at it. So for at least the next, let's say three to four years, okay. Prado is gonna get his ass spanked. Because Cairoli's not leaving next year, right? He's still riding next year. Yeah, I think he's got one more year. Cairoli. Yep. Got one more year. Yep. There's one that beats him. Geyser. Yeah, who just won a championship. Who just won in the title. You just yes. spank him all over the place, too, unless he's hurt. And then you have... Hurlings. The man. Yeah, he's got at least three or four years left. Probably, yeah. In his career. Minimal. Three or four years. Yep. So, he's going to spank... And, I mean, dude, he... Uh, even if you take those other guys out of the equation, Hurlings is going to spank him. Dude, what's that going to do for your confidence? I think that... Hurlings and Geyser will spank Prado. I think as much as I hate to say it because I am a Kyrilli fan, I think that we've seen Kyrilli's best days behind him. Um, I think that that'll be a little bit closer. But yes, I think that Geyser and Hurlings will spank Prado. Um, but if you look at AC, and, it, and that is a valid argument, AC still has to deal with Tomac for another couple years. Mm -hmm. He still has to deal with Kenny for another couple years. He's going to have to deal with Coop. I think they're both kind of in the same boat. They're both looking at guys that are older than them. They're going to be here for a few more years. But then I feel like AC is, like, the guy where over there I feel like all of a sudden you can have another phenom yeah. like Prado that comes up and is only, say, two years younger than him. Yeah. And then so you get these other guys out of the class, and then all of a sudden Prado's got this other dude to deal with, but his confidence is already shook. But this dude whose confidence isn't shook because he just came off back-to-back -back MX2 titles yeah. is all of a sudden coming in and spanking him. Where with AC, it's kind of like AC knows he's got Kenny, he's got Eli, He's got the, those two minimal to deal with over here. But he knows that, okay, Kenny's this old, plus he trains with Kenny. Eli's this old, plus we all figure Eli after his contract's up, not next year, but the year after, right? Probably is going to probably retire. But he's still got Coop. Yep. Well, yeah. But I feel like AC and Coop are in that same. Cause they well, he's not going to beat Coop in Supercross. Well, not in Supercross, but we're talking outdoors. Outdoors? It's. I think that they're close. I think that they are. I just. I. I don't know if either of them win a championship. Did he sign a two or three year contract? AC. Yes. I think it was two. You think he goes to Honda after two years? Maybe. I guess. I guess what I'm just getting at is you're talking about two phenoms. You got one that just won his second one. A one that just won his first one. They're both moving up at the 450 class. 
I don't know if either of them ever won a 450 title. It just, it's, it's, it's very interesting because you have two guys, even though they're completely different times of their career, kind of on the same trajectory. Once again, Prado doesn't ride Supercross, so it's not a completely fair compar- comparison. But they're both moving up to one of the premier teams. Mm-hmm. They're both moving up to a team where they're not the number one guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Even after winning a 250 championship. AC, though, the thing about AC is is that I think he's going to be very, very good on the 450 at his age and taking him this long to win a championship and then finally moving to the 450 class. I don't think this is going to be like a Zach Osborne thing. You know, where he's going to come in, he's automatically going to dominate, or not dominate, but kill it his rookie year. It's going to take him a learning curve. But then you're talking about all these 250 guys, because then you still have Ferendis when he moves up. when Jay, So it's like, it's one of those things that I think that both him and Prado are going to have really good 450 careers, but I don't know if they ever win a championship. Yeah. I don't, I just don't. I, I, there's too much stuff going against them, but Prado has a longer time in the class than AC's going to. Wasn't Prado ahead of Hurlings at this Nations last year for a while? Yeah, he pulled shot of that very first moto. Yeah, one I was while, leading. Right? He was leading for a couple laps. I don't know, man. Do you think Prado comes in and spanks Hurlings around? I don't think he spanks Hurlings, but I think that he's closer to Geyser and Cairoli than people think. You just know how I feel about Hurlings when he's healthy. Yep. Prado is very good, though, dude. There was times this year and stuff where during the middle of the moto, he was going four and a half seconds a lap faster than the second place guy. But then the next lap, he's like three seconds off, but then you look at him and you go, he's on a Sunday cruise, man. Mm-hmm. He would have these huge leads, and he would back it down so much that if you didn't watch the race, it'd be one second. You'd be like, holy shit, that was close at the finish. But then you go watch the race, and you're like, oh, with three laps to go, he was 25 seconds up. So it, it's not a, it's, it's not me asking a question trying to do a U.S. versus Euro thing. It's no, just I'm... one of those things that it's like they're, they're both kind of at this crazy time in their career that if you think about it, AC, he's just won in his first championship. He's been pro for a long time. But he's lost. He's missed a lot of time. Yeah. What did I talk about yesterday? He missed 40% of the... Yeah. I mean, you figure he had three years, he didn't yeah. hardly race. And then you look at Prado, who is going to the 450 class at age 18 years old. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's weird that they're kind of at this same point of their career, but there's, there's like five years between them. Yeah, well, and, the ba- and it, getting down to the nitty-gritty with AC, it's like, it feels like he's been pro forever. But again, with him not racing that many races, it's like, dude... He's had basically like the last three years. Well, think about this. Him and Coop came into the 250 class at the exact same time. Yeah. Coop's already been in the 450 class for three years and already won a Supercross championship, and AC's just moved on to the 250 class. Mm-hmm. So that tells you how long he's actually been pro. It's just he's missed a lot of time due to injury. Yep. So I just I was thinking about that. I was like, it's a very interesting question because even though they're completely different ages, they're kind of at the same point of their careers. Yep. So... It, it, it's going to be really interesting. Um, Comment below with what you think. I really would like to see, though, well, depending, well, next year, depending on how AC does. Maybe he's on the MX Nations team. I just kind of want to see those two go at it because I've read interviews and watched interviews where they both talked about each other because, obviously, they were both leading their respective championships. Mm-hmm. AC has talked about how much respect he has for Prado and vice versa. So it's just, I, I was thinking about that. It's kind of interesting. I would love to see, because they've never raced each other, obviously. I would love to see those two meet up next year in, like, MX3 or whatever it is in the 450 class. I just, I'd like to see those two race each other. It'd be mm-hmm. very interesting. So, yeah, comment below what you think. Um, so, yeah, just that was the question I kind of had. Okay, let's move on. 450s here then. Okay, 450s here. Was that the best first moto of the year? Oh, hands down. Were you thinking the same Hands thing? Down. Were you thinking the same thing as I was though going into the weekend that it was gonna be fucking boring as shit? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Because I was like, well, Tomac wrapped it, so Tomac has nothing to ride for, so he's gonna dominate. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Or he's going to do what we kind of talked about where he's just does not going to give a fuck. I mean, that was kind of, it's one of two things when you win the championship. Pretty you're either going to try to dominate or you're just going to be like, well, I'm just riding around. Yep. So, um, yeah, no, that was that was intense. Three riders within two seconds of each other, the entire moto. That Dude, was great. That was crazy. And you some, know what? Some keep talking. Mad props to Marv, what he did that first moto. That was insane. Um, yeah, I uh, I didn't really know what Marv's mindset was going to be going into the weekend. There was obviously five points between him and Kenny and still battling for bonus money for getting second. Um, but, dude, Marv was on one that first moto. Oh, I mean, when you, when you caught, what was he like? I think he was like four seconds back of Eli in the first yep. couple laps. Honestly, I thought Kenny was going to win that moto. Kenny was Kenny was very up and down in that first moto. Like he, it was so yo-yo. Yeah, he, so yo-yo. he did what, dude. Once again, those first the, both motos proved that his race IQ in the first two laps is f- above and beyond anybody else on this planet. Yeah, or anybody else, dude comes out like sixth on the start, and all of a sudden he's in second. Then he's like, oh, there he's in. Oh, he's still, oh, okay, he's four seconds up on lap two. It's fine. It's totally cool. Um, but yeah, no, it just it was one of those things where he did what he's done the last couple rounds, where he's got out front early. He sprinted away, kind of settled in. You, you know, he's looking like he's hitting the wall. And then once Eli closed up on him, you know, obviously the switchbacks being one line that kind of helped him. He could just block the line, you know, and anticipate what Eli was going to do. But then he had that little bit of extra motivation that once Eli got close to him, he whipped it up a little bit. But Marv, props to Marv. Everybody knows I'm not a Marv guy. I respect him. But, dude, he was on one in that first moto to catch and pass both Eli and Kenny in the same moto and then leave him. A little bit. Like, what? He ended up winning by not that much, but he gapped him by, like, five seconds after he got around. Did you think Kenny was going to take him out in the last corner? Ooh, dude, he was pushing it in deep. He was. I was like, like, oh, boy. I was like, or Marv's going to take him out. One One of the two. two. But, dude. They both go down, and Eli's going to win. That was the best I think Marv's ridden in a very long time. A long time. And that, dude, he was killing it, and then the second moto. And of all things, him and Zacho. Which, by the way, I haven't heard anything. I haven't been on. I haven't either. I looked. I I, I really hope that it's it's not a knee because he's had knee issues before. Mm-hmm. I really hope it's not a knee because if it's a knee issue, we know we won't see him at Monster Cup. He's thirty now. I know he just signed a contract, but yep that that might have. If it's a knee, that might be the end. That might be the end. He he's probably gonna ride, ride out his contract, but I don't know if Marvel will ever be the same. Which really sucks <laughs> to ride like that, to go into one of the highest of highs, and then it just, oh, uh, dude, and he, you know he was going back to the truck fucking fist pumping me like, fuck yeah! Yep. Because you know he's like, Kenny and Eli were late. He's, he, it's not one of those things where, oh, they didn't have anything to ride. Oh, they no. weren't put. He's, no, you straight up and caught and passed both of them, and they were pushing. Yep. And he's probably going back, like, fucking high-fiving everybody, and then when I watched that, I'm like, oh, dude, I was gutted for him a little bit. My heart sunk to my stomach. I was like, oh, shit. I saw him, like, go down, I was like, oh, and then when I saw him not go to his bike, I was like, oh. And then when you see the replay of him just slamming it, you're like, oh, yeah, God. And then, of all, and then of all things, it could be Zacho. And, oh, yeah. and anybody that's thinking that that was nothing more than a racing incident, racing incident pull your head out of your ass. That's you're not what it was. You're a fucking idiot. Zacho, they were both committed. Yeah. Zacho just did something that no, everybody was kind of hitting that inside roller and then bouncing the outside and pivoting. He just squared it off. Yeah. But I don't think he thought that Marv, like, Marv wasn't that close to no. him when he was going up the roller. No. Marv just... Committed, yep. and they both came together. And honestly, that could have been bad for both of them because yep. if he'd have been what two inches back, 
He could have yeah. taken out Zacho's knee, so... Yep, and in fact, when it happened, and I saw his, like, oh, man, Zach's going to be like, I feel so bad. Which he, I guarantee after the moto he was. Oh, yeah. He, he was probably gutted, so yep. I, I really hope that Marv's not hurt. Um, I want to see him at Monster Cup. I want to see him healthy. Just another guy that can win races. But, um, yeah, that was a crazy moto. Um, second moto, same thing. It was cooler, but I think it just, we... It, Whatever's going on with Kenny, which I still think it's Epstein Bar. Yeah, I think it was too much pace the first moto, and the second moto you saw it kind of take effect there. But him and Eli were pretty much the same speed all day long. Yep. Marv was faster than both of them. That was obvious from the first moto. It's just Kenny couldn't do it for 35 that second moto. Like nope. you said, it was so much at the beginning of the first, the whole first moto, so much for 20 minutes of the second moto, mm-hmm. and it just it, it proved. And I, when Eli got around him, I'm going, oh shit! I'm like, here we go. Just it's going to be a fade fest. Yep. Just, he's going to keep going back and back and back. Which he didn't. He did catch himself. Yeah. But yeah. yep. And then after Zacho got around him, Zach gapped him a little bit, but he kept him close. I kept. I think it was like four seconds for pretty much the rest of the moto. Um, but yeah, it, it's very obvious that Kenny is not 100. Nope. percent I hope that he takes all of September off. Uh, who knows if he will, because Kenny is an animal. But I hope he takes all of September off. We know he's not doing Monster Cup. That's actually mm-hmm. been confirmed already. Okay. He's not doing Monster Cup. We know he's not doing MX of Nations. I hope he takes all of September off, most of October, and just whatever's going on with him, just get ready to go. Because I think doing a full year, 100%, like, he's not been healthy, but just getting through the whole year with nothing happening, he's going to come into 2020. He's got to be rejuvenated. I know that most people are like, oh, we're making excuses for Kenny again. But it's been very obvious that something's been wrong with him. Yep. So, not bad. He ended up second. Not the way he wanted to. Um, but it is what it is. Tomac, just another good day. Three I one, dude. When I thought he was gonna win that first moto, I was like, dude, if he wins his first moto, Kenny's confidence is gonna be through the roof because it's not gonna. Like I was telling Ashley, I was like, there's a difference between winning a race like that or winning a race by 30 seconds. Yeah. Like you win by 30 seconds, you're like, yeah, I'm the man. I'm that much faster. You win a race like that, it's like, no, they pressured me that whole time, and I went. Yeah, right too. there is, because when you get out by 30 seconds and you gap, you're like, well, I know that I'm leaps. You're not Yeah. You're not being fed any new information. Nope. You already are reaffirming what you already know, that you're better than everybody. But yep. if you win that that close of a race against arguably the two other guys that have, you know, everybody's been the same the whole entire year. Obviously, Eli won the championship, which, by the way, congratulations to Eli. Um, oh, did you hear that, guys? He snuck it in. No, it is. Just quick and easy. Yeah, because I know that people were bitching about oh, that in the comments. Everybody's waiting. Whatever. Whatever. It happened. Congrats. He three-peat. Um, so I have a question for you. If Eli wins five outdoor titles in a row, let's just say that happens. Yeah. When he wins the fifth one, do you get to come on the show with an ET one shirt on? Can we do that? I don't know what. I mean, I, I mean, know. that's five in a row. I don't know what. Well, if five in a row, like, you have to come on with an ET one shirt and be like, holy shit, he's a dominant outdoor guy. That's amazing. Well, we know that he'd get five before he gets one Supercross title. Well, because yeah. I know that that's I mean, a, that question's already been posted. Yeah, maybe a thing. He's going to get two more. He's going to win Supercross championship, and I would see that he'd get two more outdoor titles before the Supercross. Um, I'm just saying, can we get you in an ET one championship shirt? Well, I will contact. The Jermack camp myself. I have no idea. I have no idea because I have strong feelings on how this outdoor championship went. We know that a big part of it was Kenny, but Eli did what he had to do. He won, you know, three in a row where he's in a different company. It's between, you know, Ricky, Gary Jones, and I can't remember who, uh, Tony D, I think, are the only other two people that have done it, or those three. Um, But yeah, he's in a a rare air right now, you know. But we know that once again, kind of like with everybody else other than Ricky Carmichael, he had to have some things go his way. Kenny wasn't 100% this year. We yep. saw what it was like at the beginning of the year. 
you know, other guys got, you know, had some injuries, ups and downs, and that's just part of it. You were the most consistent guy, kind of like what people say about Coop's Supercross title. Like, you, you did what you had to do. So there's, I mean, he was the best guy this year, but we also know, once again, that this was, this title was different, but you can't say anything. He's won three in a row. He's doing things that only a few others, and really only Carmichael, no respect to Gary Jones and Tony D, but that was a different time. But, you know, people, I'm not going to get into the whole thing about Tomac. That's a different, that's a different conversation. But anyways, your boy Zacho for third. 5-2, good day, second moto. Um, was there any point that you were thinking that when he, after he zapped Kenny with the pace that he was running, because I think him and Eli were matching lap times, that he was actually going to close the gap and he was going to stick a wheel there in? There was a second. So I got a question. What happened to Zacho yesterday, though? Because first moto, he got yarded. Nowhere. He got fucking zapped. Let and it's not like he was coming. Let me tell you what happened. Bikes hit him. <laughs> so moving on. No, 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 no. I got a question, though. Like, why, I don't understand why Zacho does this, though, because he's never done that. Like, dude, the first moto, plain and simple, he got, and it's not like he came from 30th. He was in fourth and fifth the yep. whole entire, he got whooped. Yep. And then he comes out in the second moto, and I don't know if it's just, and he's, he's talked about it before, he's got to get starts, he's got to clean, you know, a clean track, he's got to get his mind right at the beginning of the moto, you know. So, like, that's not what it was. So I don't, I don't know what's up with him, how he goes from being fucking 28 seconds back the first moto to... You know, second place, passing Kenny, closing the gap on. I don't understand. Well, you see, it, it's bike setup. We went back to our base settings. And base settings. We went, back for, we went all the way to the Supercross settings, and, and we just stiffened the over. shit up out of it. And man, we just put the stiffest spring in there. That was just great. So, so let me let me ask you a question about about the Marv thing here. Did you think Dungey was gonna cry on the broadcast when Marv got hurt? I heard the genuine concern in his voice. Uh, I might cry. No, but you could tell that he was genuinely concerned because Marv is one of his friends. They trained together for a long time. Him I and thought Marv. he was going to cry. I mean, I mean everyone, 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 feels, man. You know, liked, real men cry. Everyone liked a man with feels. Real men cry. I, I thought he was Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he cried afterwards. I don't know. I, it was weird. Um, so, Zacho, great way, way to end the year. Um, you know, we know that the confidence, you got to have that confidence going to MX of Nations, which he leaves two days after Anderson, right? I don't know. I, th I heard they were leaving the first of September. Yeah, they're gonna be like they're, they're like off, off this week, yeah, and, then, they and then they're leaving. Confidence was high. Great way to end the season. I think he ended up fifth in points. Fifth? Yeah, fifth. Because Ano got fourth, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So on to fourth place, Joey Savacci. Fucking great, great weekend. That first moto was awesome. Fourth place, he had something to prove that last moto. Congratulations, by the way. I know he doesn't watch the show, but on the ba on on you know the baby. Um, Congrats on the kid. Nice last ride of your career. Whatever, dude. He doesn't have a contract yet. He does, too. No, he doesn't. He's got JGR. No, he doesn't. He's going to JGR. What if JGR doesn't sign a title? They're going. He's going to JGR. If they don't have a title, he doesn't go. He's going to go to if JGR. If they don't have a title, he doesn't go. Joey Savacci is not going to be left without a ride. There's no Joey Savacci is a fucking idiot. As soon as Honda slid that contract on his desk, even though it was only for one year, and, you know, Savachi's done so much with his fucking career that he's worth more than one year, apparently. He has! He signed that. No, he hasn't! He has, too! He doesn't even have a title! Who gives a shit? I knew we were gonna get into this. This is awesome. He has no title. AP has He has a handful of decent Supercross 450 races, and he has a few decent 450 outdoor races. And he has outdoor wins in the 250 class as well. Great. And doesn't have a fucking title. Doesn't matter. We've so seen a fucking title. Oh, and, and winning a title in the 250 class is definitely translated there's so only, much for There's only success. two other people in the fucking top 10 here in the 450s that don't have a fucking title. 
to speak of. And how many of those guys? One is a fill-in. And how many of those guys in the two or the guys that have factory rides that have titles have won a 450 title? I'm not. not how did AP do this year? Well, there you go. Okay, how's Ju has Justin well, Barsha won a 450 also, title? I have also been very open with I think AP may fade into a. Has Justin Barsha won a 450 title yet? Nope. Oh, but did Zach, Osborne, did Zach Osborne win 450 races? Did Zach Osborne win a? Yeah. I've been very open about how I thought Barcha shouldn't have a deal. Did Zach? So who are you going to give the rise to that? I don't know. If you're going to give how Justin Hill do this year? I'm just saying your boy Savachi is going to fuck around and not have a ride. He's going to have a ride. He's going to fuck around and not have a ride. He's going to have a ride. I guarantee you. I don't care what anybody says. He's going to have a ride. You don't go from being a podium guy at 450 Supercross, where at times you were the fastest guy on the track, getting a handful of top fives. Leading races outdoors, 450, and then getting top tens to not having a ride. This is not Martin Davila. This is a buyer. This is a buyer's market. Yeah, buyer's market. Buyer's market. Seller's market. Buyer's market. There's way too many. Dudes so you're gonna tell me that Dean Wilson deserves a ride over Joey Savacci? I'm not gonna say that he deserves a ride. Well, he has a ride. That Dean Wilson is a smarter person than Joey Savacci because Dean Wilson. Dean Wilson also. But Joey Savacci has a kid now. He had to do. He's got a family. So Dean he, Wilson doesn't have a family. See, so after he goes to JGR here. Say he He's going to JGR. So in two years, his career is over then? No, why would his career be over with? I don't believe what, contrary to popular belief and what Matt said on our text, JGR hasn't made a bunch of careers, but Joey is not one of those guys that's just going to all of a sudden, oh, I go to JGR, and then all of a sudden I'm going to be like a 15th place guy. That's not what that is. I'm not saying the bike is great, but it's also been proven in the past that it can be a podium bike. That's not going to happen with Joey. He's going to be the same guy on any brand because that's just who Joey is. He's not this up and down where the bike is the biggest fucking reason of why he does and doesn't do well. He could have gone to Yamaha and still had the same results. Joey, I'm going to timestamp this because when he doesn't have a ride come A1, I'm going to go back and be like, remember when I told you? You actually, you actually believe that nobody is going to sign him after how well his season Where's has gone. Where's he going to go? His gonna option go is JGR. He's going to, you know what? Fuck it. He'll be like Dean Wilson. He'll do a privateer thing then. But he's not going to just all of a sudden... Okay. He's, you honestly believe that he's going to go from what he's had, whether you believe that he has deserved it or not, when not winning a 250 title, to all of a sudden he's just never going to race ever again. I think he wants too much money. He just... I think he's an idiot. He may deserve it, but that doesn't mean the teams are giving it to him. Cole There's Seeley. a reason he doesn't have a deal. Cole Seeley. There's a reason he doesn't have a deal. What? What... Would you go on a one-year deal and then all of a sudden being going year to year to year? I don't blame him. Like, like, tell me this: Why isn't he? At, why isn't he rumored to be going to the trial for MCR? To Mono Concepts? Yeah. Supposedly, Probably. supposedly they're having a tryout race. Yeah, sure. Which That's just Tony talking Hill, shit. Hill and Hill and Marty. Yeah. But, yeah, but yet Martin tells everybody that he doesn't have a ride and he, if he doesn't get a factory ride. That's Tony probably talking shit, and it's probably not going to happen. Motor Concepts is probably going to race it next year with Malcolm and Vince Freeze. You don't think they're going to feel a third guy? No, I don't think so. You don't think Hanna's going to make him put a third guy? On I don't. I don't think so. I, I, and if they if they're going for Hill or Martin, they're paying them um, next to nothing. Yeah, exactly. But there's two. But the thing guys. is, is That's that the thing. there's too many guys. So unless you have the resume, which Joey doesn't. But Joey, okay. So and this is the last thing I'll say about Joey, and then we'll get on to Barsha. Joey, we keep going about it. We keep going. Fine. Who, who, who would you rather have? Malcolm Stewart, Vince Freeze, Justin Hill, uh, who else? Martin Davalos or Joey Sabachi? Hold on. What are my options? Malcolm Stewart. Malcolm Stewart, who hasn't completed a whole entire season in how many years? Okay. Uh, Vince Freeze, who doesn't ride outdoors. Okay. Okay. Uh, Martin Davalos, who okay. had one good 450 season, but he had ultimately, who I believe he deserves a ride, but he never was close to the podium. He was the podium one time, and that was because a lot of guys were hurt. 
or uh, Justin Hill, who, as much as I'd like to defend Justin Hill, this year really shit the sheets, mm -hmm. or Joey Sabaji. Out of those five guys, who would you rather have? Malcolm Stewart. Dude can't even complete a whole season. Doesn't matter. When's the last time Joey's been hurt? Social media recognition. Doesn't you Stewart name. I'm pulling it all day long. <laughs> out of those guys, out of those guys, that's where I'm signing. Yeah, no. That doesn't mean shit if your guy's not there racing. Malcolm isn't this all... Malcolm, yes, he has a good social media presence, but Honda also isn't paying Moto Concepts just for social media. But everyone they hates Joey. People don't hate Joey. Who everyone hates Joey? Everyone hates Joey. No, they don't. Joey and literally gets flack all the time because he's so... Joey. They talk about it all the time on Pulp. Who's like, that? that's how... That's how... We... Uh, we just hate Steve Joey. And all that. No, I'm not saying that they personally hate him. I'm just saying they talk about how much he's hated because of his reputation he has. Yeah, I think that's just people that are jealous. I mean, you can think whatever you want, but at the end of the well, day... Well, the difference is, is that I've actually met Joey Savacci and I hung around when he was an amateur compared to all these other people that are just keyboard warriors. Joey was a dick as an amateur because he had a lot of pressure on him. But the kid has changed. He's been through a lot of shit. Been through a lot of shit. Arguably, all the stuff that he's been through, he's probably been through just as much as AC has as far as pressure. And oh, you got to win championships. Because the difference between him and AC is, yes, AC finally has a championship. Joey has led how many championships and never wrapped it up? There's a lot of shit behind that. So he came out this year, and, dude, he could have bombed this year. He could have bombed this year. And you know what? He didn't. And he didn't. And he didn't. He didn't. And that's the thing. So... If people don't give him a ride... He didn't, but man, is it interesting to me. He doesn't have a deal done yet. No, it is, because he doesn't want a one-year deal, which, honestly, I don't blame him. I really don't. I really do not. And I'm sorry, Chase Sexton is not going to have a good rookie year compared to what Joey did. It's just not going to happen. Probably not. Chase is still too way too immature. Probably not, but I'm just saying... I don't blame him. If you got a family to support like that, and you got a lot of shit going on, I really don't blame him. I, I don't. I just don't see him without a ride. I don't know. I bet on myself a lot more, I guess. I'd have taken the one-year Honda deal because I'd rather rode the Honda. I would have, too. Than the JGR bike. But then if you're going to go in and you ultimately kind of know with the AC thing that they're not going to give you the ride afterwards, what does that prove? So, basically what I get... gives me a chance for finishes. I don't... But what I'm saying is, is that even if... Dude, the only way Joey was going to keep that Kawasaki ride this year, let's be honest, is if he won a championship. Mm -hmm. Because then they couldn't kick you 100%, off. 100%. Yes. So, same thing with Honda. So if he goes to Honda for the one-year deal, okay, great. You have one good year, but once again, you know unless you win a championship, you're going to be off that team after the year's over with. What does it really matter? But then your chance that something else is going to open up. You go, I mean, so he's just going to bounce around. The JGR thing, in my opinion, is, is a risk because I'm here to tell you from what I've heard through the pulp and the other grapevines mm -hmm. so far is that his deal's not done because JGR doesn't have money to pay him. Well, how much money has anybody said? And I don't know if there'd be specifics, but because has anybody said how much difference the money was from what he could have made of JGR compared to Honda? That I haven't heard. Because Joey's been a six-figure guy since he's been. But I'm, but I'm just saying, I from what I've heard, they don't have the money. So if they don't sign a title, I don't think he has a deal there. So then he's really fucked. He really is. Like I, I think, like you keep saying this, but like legitimately, if they don't, no, sign he's going to be. Title, he's going to be the title has been in the bag for a yes. while, and supposedly there's a few. But it's like, okay, how long are we going to go here before we get an announcement of, hey, we have this title sponsor? And it's like, okay, so they don't get a title. Mm -hmm. You don't get a deal. Now you're out on your ass. Now you are Dean Wilson no, he, on he, the back of a fucking sprinter van. He's going to be he, – I'm not arguing that he will be fucked. I'm saying that either way, he'll be on the line of day one. If the JGR deal, deal doesn't, doesn't go through, 
he's going to because that's all this kid knows. And the difference with him and Dino is that when D Dino had come off a string of injuries, Joey at least can say that, hey, I've come off and I have proven results. So, yes, I'm not disagreeing with you that he's going to, that if the JGR deal goes through, he will not have a ride. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe that, J that Joey will not be on the line of day one. Now, I might not be on the line of Monster Cup, but he's not going to just miss the whole entire year. It's not going to happen. Somebody will go, we're going to give you some money to ride for us. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know where it's going to come from. But this is not the Dean Wilson situation because Dino went through how many years without results? Joey, at least you can say, motherfucker was leading Supercross races and winning Supercross races and getting podiums and, you know, top five, whatever. I don't know. I'm worried that there's not enough people there that like him to do stuff like that. I will that. say this then. Uh, the last thing I'll say this maybe may right. But from what I if hear, he doesn't end up with a ride, if he doesn't end up with a ride, that's a travesty. That's the that's the way the market. The industry. Oh, it is. The industry needs to take a long, hard look in the mirror and go. You're giving fucking rides over social media shit that aren't even on Joey's level to a guy that yeah, okay, he wants a little bit of money, but guess what? He's deserved it. And that's just it, it'll. It's gonna bother me a lot if they're gonna keep giving rides to guys like Vince Freeze. Well, that's a whole other but conversation. But it is true. But it's a whole other conversation. Vince Freeze yeah. is right here. Joey's at least the second tier guy. So, anyways, on to Marsha. Sucks, man. It took him so long to find. Oh, it. Dude, he was on one that that first uh, moto. He was. Dude, he, he was killing it. He was, he, he was killing it. Um. So he's done riding though. After or he's done racing after his contract's up, right? He's off that team. He ain't getting. I don't. Uh, how many more years does he have left? One. One, two. One. So okay. So he's got one. He's 26, 27 now. So it'll be 28 going 29. Um. I think that Barsha would probably race another two years after his contract's up, but I don't know where he would go. And I think if it would be, because, and we're, I don't want to keep going back into this because this is a whole other, we'll have to have a conversation about teams. And the, I think in the next few years, you're going to see teams expanding the three riders. You're going to have more of a Husky situation because you got a whole lot of 250 dudes that are coming up. They're going to deserve rides that the factories can't just keep saying, no, you, no, like that's not going to work. Maybe he ends up on a team where it's just a Supercross thing like Moto Concepts. Maybe he goes to Moto Concepts after his contracts and just rides Supercross. Sure. So I, I think that, yes, the days of him after his contract, of him having a straight factory ride might be over with. But who knows? If he never fucked his wrists up this year, like he just won A1, I don't know. Maybe Barsha, this was where he was going to be the whole entire year. Like he had the pace to run the podium speed. So um, Ando, just another up, uh, up and down. Great at Butts Creek, just average. Well, not average, but top five, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, Wilson. Is this who he is? Is he just a, a fifth to tenth place Outdoors, guy? yes. Supercross, I think that there's possibility that he can be better if he's healthy. Outdoors, yeah, I think that is kind of who he is. And I think that maybe he could have been top five had he come into the season healthy. But Supercross, I think that he could be... If, if Zacho and Joey were right here, Wilson's kind of like right here. Okay. So is that, that's like, what, 6 to or 5? 6, six to 12, yeah. 5 to 10. Whatever. 5 to 10. Um, boss, dude, he was killing it in practice. He was. Fastest and then terrible starts. Uh, see if a ride next year. Or are they you and Cole Bogle? talked about this. Are they taking Bogle? I think, well, well JT Money, he kind of, JT thinks that they're going to try to go with three. But I don't know. Last week I heard they weren't question is is that who do you take because bogle we finally found out had epstein bar virus mm -hmm. so he had a great supercross season yeah won some heat races led a couple mains and then <sighs> you know i really like benny but if we're gonna go down to two guys because you know baggett's gonna be the other guy mm -hmm. 
had to go with Bogle just because of how good he did in Supercross, man. He was fast. He was really fast at the end of Supercross. And Boss has just not been healthy enough. If he'd been healthy, this may be a different conversation, but if, if you were to ask me right now who would I rather have, i got to go with Bogle no. because the Supercross speed is better. If I'm them, I'm signing Bogle for Supercross and Blows for Outdoors, and I'm splitting it. Yeah, that I could mean, work. Because I don't know if Bogle really – he says he does, but I don't know how much he commits to riding outdoors. Nah. I think that his training probably drops off a little bit because he's more of a Supercross guy. Yep. Marv, we know, we 140. Talked about 140. Uh, Noren. Noren, 10-10, good, I mean. I have no idea what's going to happen to him come Supercross because he is not – back on a privateer bike. Well, the question is, is it going to be a privateer 250? Because, man, I like Freddie Noren, but his Supercross skills, there is a huge disparity between his outdoor skills and his Supercross skills. Um, the only other option is is if JGR doesn't get the con doesn't get the whatever they is that casino is that what it is yeah, yeah. some some casino if they don't get that but I've heard there's a couple other ones too if they don't get that they play Moneyball and they sign Norn for outdoors and somebody else for indoors Jay Sowen they just signed Jay Sowen for Supercross <laughs> well and they only made two fifty guys Amart's the only one contracted for yeah I bet they're gonna they're gonna have their own little tryout between mm-hmm. Kyle Peters Enzo Lopes. And Jimmy D again. But this time, I think they just need to go with one other dude. Because mm. having these four 250 dudes, like, that ain't working. That's not working. It didn't work. There's too many cooks in the kitchen when you got that many 250 guys. And how many Suzuki? How much money Suzuki wants to well, give Suzuki them? don't really have a lot of money. Dude, they don't even have a factory GP effort anymore. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, Suzuki is just the days of them being at the top are fucking over with. Which is amazing to me when you still have a guy like Ricky Carmichael as your brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. You would think that Ricky would be able to pull in some money, but maybe he just doesn't care. But, um, yeah, you know, it also shout out to Marshall Welton, who was running top 10 on a privateer KTM yep. 450. Um, I think he ended up 12th because Kyle Cunningham passed him. Um, hope John Short's okay after ragdolling himself oh, in into the, the mechanics thing, area. Mechanics area, dude. That was nuts. Like, I, 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 Have you I, seen a video no, surface of it? I Me was, neither. I was the same thing. The only thing I can think of is, is that he just either cross-rutted and the front end dipped on him and he just went. But... Um, yeah, man, crazy, crazy, uh, a normal, boring weekend, other than when Hurlings came over a couple years ago, boring yeah. weekend. It turned out to be three out of four really good motos. I and think the second, two, the second 250 moto was eh. Yeah. But the first 250 moto and fourth 450 moto was really good. Wasn't, Wasn't a mutter. Um, New yep. track changes helped. Yep, yep. Uh, racing was really, really good all the way probably from first to 20th. It looked like there was battles all over. Yep. Hell, at that one, the one table-to-table-to-table section, there was literally for like 15 minutes just a freight train of dudes. Mm-hmm. One guy would leave the face, another guy would leave the face. One guy would leave the face. Um, so, yeah. And other than that, this has been crazy year. Is this three or four for us? We three. started in 17. Three years. Three years. Three years we've been at this. Are we going to... Are we going to do a Monster Cup show? We're going to do a Monster Cup show. And we're going to do the MX of Nations show. The fuck we are. Yeah, we are. Me and Cole. Cole's going to come over here. Cole's going to come over here. You're going to fuck off, and we're going to film. But we're not doing preview shows for them. We're only doing wrap-up shows. Oh, so you're actually going to watch MX of Nations. No, 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 no. You guys are going to watch MX of Nations. I'm going to turn the camera on, put the studio up, and you guys can fucking talk about it. I'm not watching it. Because they picked Justin Cooper. Fuck that shit. (laughs) I'm over it. You're not even going to watch your boy Zach O'Reilly. Nope. Don't care. Don't give a shit. Wow. No nope. pride. No pride. And people say I'm a commie. Nope. People nope. say I'm a commie. I, no, I steam American pride. That's why I'm not watching it, because fuck Justin Cooper. What happens if USA gets on the box? That's where they should be. What happens if... I can't even say it without laughing. What happens if USA... Win? I can't even do it! I can't even... 
There's no, way, there's no way they beat the Dutch. The Dutch won last no year the, Red Bull with two dudes. There's no way they beat the Dutch, the French, or the Swiss. Um, but, yeah, so, obviously, we have MX of Nations uh, Monster Cup, uh, which we'll do shows for, wrap-up shows. We didn't, we're not going to do, are we, we're not preseason, or we're not doing preseason, silly season. Uh, silly season. We didn't do one last year. Um, and if we get to 1,000 subscribers before A1, which I hope we do, um, we got some, me and Travis have been talking back and forth on some ideas and stuff. Yep. Um, I don't, how would we let people know about that, though? Would you do it on? It'll. I'll put it up a week early. It'll premiere. It'll show up as a premiere for a week. But we got. Rep- no, like I'll let people know what our idea is. Oh, just tune in and good luck. We got to wrap this up though. The camera's gonna shut up. All right, people. We'll be uh, dropping hands when we get to that point. So yep. check the Facebook and check other things. Thanks for watching. We'll see everybody for uh, this nations is first, right? Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> that was fucking terrible.